There you go. Patrick Ishmael is with me, the director of government accountability for the Show Me Institute. And you are digging up some real interesting stuff on CRT. How are you, Patrick? Welcome back. Hey, thanks so much, Mark. Thanks for having me on. I think I even saw something related to St. Louis schools. But did some of this, you tell me how this happened. I've been talking about CRT quite a bit. You went in and actually tried to request some records from some of these school districts, right? Yeah, so we sent uh, about 2,700 records requests to schools and districts across the state. Um, we, we did this in basically mid-June, and since that time, we've, as we've received them, we've been posting them on our website and, and talking about you know, some of the notable cases. And some of the notable cases include places like uh, the Columbia Public School uh, District, which uh, received a grant for the 1619 Project, but apparently wasn't telling parents that they were going to be teaching in the classroom, which uh, I think parents discovered just a couple days ago. But we were talking about this on the blog probably a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, Springfield Public Schools has been uh, very difficult in trying to keep uh, records away from us by pricing us out. We had Lee Summit Public Schools uh, try to charge us $35,000 a quarter for lesson plans uh, uh, relating oh to whether they're teaching CRT. Yeah, but you know, looking closer to home, uh, in St. Louis, I think there are two good examples of, of how, what CRT could look like in a school district. Uh, it, could, it could be CRT in uh, the teaching of teachers themselves. It could be, uh, uh, but or it could be something like the 1619 Project as well. And, you know, you, you look at the St. Louis Public School District. Um, I have had all sorts of problems getting records from them. Uh, originally, when I sent the request, I didn't get a response. They were in violation of the law at that point. Um, and when I followed up, they said, we don't have records or we can't find any. We'll follow up with you. About a month goes by. And they still didn't have records. And they didn't realize this, but I already had some records that I knew that they had from an insider. Right. And the, the fact that they didn't reveal those records to me was a big problem. And not only that, um, it, it appears now that they're telling the state that they are not, they don't have 1619 Project in, the, in their curriculum. And I have an email from them that they responded to me that specifically, and I'll quote it real, real quickly, the curriculum department indicates that a link to the New York Times Project 1619, that's how they put it, feature is identified as a resource in the social studies guide. So from the curriculum department, from their, from their lawyer, we know that they're teaching the 1619 Project, and it's not something where there's a communication problem, as far as I can tell. Carbon copy to this email is Calvin Adams. Um, so the fact that the, the St. Louis Public School District has been difficult in, in providing this uh, information and that they're telling the state that they're not, this stuff is not in, in the classroom is really concerning. But I, I don't think they're alone. I'm sure there are other districts that have said that they're not teaching, and they probably are. Uh, but we're working through those as best we can. You know, with 500 districts uh, only, you know, and one organization doing this work, it's, it's tough, but uh, we're doing our best. Patrick Ishmael is with me. He is the Director of Government Accountability for the Show Me Institute. And I want to circle back to the comments you made about, you know, the different aspects of CRT, because I've been trying to explain this as well. It's tough because if, if Joy Reid will come on MSNBC and she'll debate Chris Rufo, who has been great on this and exposed a lot of it, and say, well, you're not, you're not talking specifically about the definition of CRT that's taught in high levels of academics. Well, so you want to call it intersectionality, whatever you want to call it. I think you know this, Patrick. I know this. Parents know it. It's wrong and it is racist. But when schools come back and say, look, we're not teaching critical race theory, they're still indoctrinating students with the training that the teachers have had of critical race theory. So this stuff trickles down, if you will. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you, you, there are basically two components to critical race theory. One is conceptual and one is, is more like explicitly historical. And the 1619 Project fits into this historical 
framework in which uh, uh, American institutions are inherently racist. The Constitution is racist. They're irredeemably racist. And that's the reason why, you know, you move into this kind of conceptual, you know, uh, contemporary uh, look at, you know, what if, if that's what society looks like, how, how do we deal with it today? And so that's the 1619 is a very historical element of uh, the CRT idea. The conceptual part of it, though, is showing up in uh, diversity and uh, equity and inclusion uh, seminars with teachers themselves. And, and we, we actually just posted something about this uh, uh, probably a couple hours ago. Uh, but it, it, it is very clear that, you know, teachers, at least at, at least at one school in the St. Louis area, Eagle College Prep, uh, they're being taught that there is a cage of oppression, uh, that whites are oppressing people of color. Uh, but not just that. It actually goes beyond that. It says that the owning class oppresses everyone else, that Christians uh, oppress people of all other religions. It goes on and on and on. It, it talks about a cycle of oppression, uh, that if you're a, in a minority group and uh, you think that things are earned through work and merit, that you may be colluding or surviving in this cycle of oppression. I mean, this is toxic yeah, you're stuff. Yeah, you're not black enough, I guess, if you believe things like that. It is toxic stuff, and it, it really is outrageous. And I think, and I point this out all the time, because, you know, when we promoted this segment, I, I get trolls, lefty progressive trolls on Twitter who want to claim that this is all about the boogeyman. But, Patrick, I think you know this as well. There are so many, not unlike the mask thing. I just told a friend of mine out west, I said, you have no idea how many people that are on the other side of politics are just as angry about this. Same thing with middle-of-the-road Democrats and people who see this. Even you saw, what's his name, uh, Joe Scarborough say that all his you know, rich friends who are sending kids to private schools are horrified by this, but they're afraid to say anything. They don't want to get canceled. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think CRT is toxic. I think it's terribly divisive. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you base, you know, a society going forward on the idea that you have kids that are oppressors and who don't even probably understand what an oppressor even is, that they are somehow responsible for historic sins that they had nothing to do with. But, you know, I, I, I think that for me, I mean, we've done projects like this before. We've, we've done the Show Me Checkbook project where we wanted, you know, local governments to provide what they were spending money on because it's taxpayer money yeah, and that's right. what you're funding. This is, this is very much like that, um, but it is, you know, what are, is being funded with taxpayer money. And the fact that any school or school district would think that they could get away with uh, being disingenuous or lying uh, about what they're teaching I, I think, one, there has to be a significant reform to the Sunshine Law to actually rein uh, these folks well, in. That it. might be but two, Yeah. Yeah, well, and, but I think, I think you have to have a culture of transparency. And if you're a, a district or a school and you're not willing to tell the public what you're teaching, maybe you shouldn't be teaching it. And well, and I, you know, we had this example in Rockwood in my school district where the, the teacher was claiming, you know, she doesn't even know what CRT is, but encouraging the other teachers to not really give the information to the parents. But on in your situation, in your inv investigation, Patrick, you dealt with the Springfield Public School District. That story is interesting, so I want you to share that. Yeah, so the Springfield Public School District received a request the same time that, that everyone else received their request. And within about an hour, I got a phone call from their attorney after I'd already gotten identical email from multiple schools from the Springfield District. So there was already a coordination taking place. And not only had I gotten a call, I hadn't provided my phone number 
on the request. And uh, he had already you know, looked on my bio on the website to find out like who I was and what I was doing. And he was trying to figure out what I was doing with the yeah, information. And right. I told him I was, I was putting it online because, you know, the public deserves to know, the taxpayers, parents, all, all deserve to know. And uh, he suggested at one point that, well, you know, one of the terms I asked for was, uh, you know, is, is the word whiteness in your curriculum at all? And he said, well, the only return you'll probably get from us is uh, it'll probably be from an art book or something like that. And as it turns out, so one, they they, were, they got back to us a couple days later, uh, wanted to charge us $2,000 for other records, but they said they didn't have any any records that uh, pertain to CRT or 1619 Project, but they had one uh, return for whiteness and appeared in the book Brave New World on page 15, had nothing to do with CRT, and wasn't being taught in Springfield. And at that point, I, I thought that's crazy. I mean, the, it's the only time I've received any response that was about literature that's that specific. Uh, and it wasn't even being taught. I'm to believe that they went through their entire curriculum, through all the other books apparently as well, and didn't find any of this content, but yeah, sure. that was what they, they actually pulled up. And uh, I mean, the since that time, it's just been uh, a really disappointing case of trying to obstruct the public from finding out what is happening in the Springfield Public School District. There, there are lots of ways to try to obstruct. You could say, no, we don't have it like St. Louis did, uh, and then you actually do. And then you can go the other route, and we saw this with the checkbooks as well. Uh, you could just try to charge thousands or tens of thousands of dollars and just price people out. And uh, we're still waiting for, for Springfield to be straight with us about what exactly is happening in Springfield classrooms. Um, I mean, if they have nothing to hide, they should show you what's in the curriculum. Doesn't exactly. That, I, I think that, that hard. All, all of this should be a public record anyway. I think that, uh, you know, that should be part of the bargain for receiving taxpayer funds, is that if you are going to be uh, educating kids uh, with public dollars, and it's through force. Like, this is money that is being taken by force. That's what taxation is. You have a responsibility to be straight with the public, to be transparent about how you're spending that money. It doesn't matter what kind of uh, government you are, local government or otherwise. And if you're a school district, not only do you have to show how you're spending the money, but you need to be showing exactly what you're teaching kids. Because right now, uh, you know, we have, we have gotten a number of responses, some good, some bad. Um, but this is not a reasonable way to, for, for parents to be able to find out what their kids are learning because there are so many different ways for school districts and schools to get around the law that if you have a bad actor, that is exactly the kind of person who is going to try to skirt the law. And we need to create an incentive structure where they can't get around it by saying, we're going to overcharge you or we're just going to say no and see if you can, <laughs> if you have an insider that so, can uh, figure it out instead. So, Patrick, when you talk about possible reforms to the Sunshine Law, you're talking about something that would r restrict people and districts and government entities from doing things along those lines? Yes, yes. I mean, I, I think that if it's about holding uh, individuals liable for misrepresentations, uh, if it means um, even beyond just like Sunshine Law itself, just requiring separately that you have to publish all of this stuff on maybe even a state-hosted website, everything that you're teaching, or the curriculum, the lesson plans, that, that I think would be one solution as well. Um, but I think there, there is something that needs to be said for the idea of school choice, because if you're a district and you have no competition and you can basically say, you know, take a, a long walk off, or, off a short pier if someone asks questions about what you're doing, uh, then there's no incentive for you to be straight with people. You don't have to serve them like any other business that has competition. And in that case, 
the only solution would be more competition. It would be more school choice. And so whether it's sunshine law expansion and, and greater penalties, whether it is a greater transparency as a matter of just the, the, the function of the school district and the expectations for it, uh, or, or whether it's more school choice, there are lots of options. But I, I, I'll be honest, uh, I, I went into the project thinking that, you know, I probably wouldn't find a whole lot. I'd find some examples. But the examples that I found, not only of uh, 1619 Project and CRT, but also of school districts being terribly disrespectful and schools terribly disrespectful of their own parents and of those wanting to find out what's being taught. Um, it, it's been stunning. And uh, if, if anyone, uh, any of your listeners are interested in our work, uh, just go to showmeinstitute.org. We've been sharing it as we've gotten it, uh, and there's much more to come. And have you noticed, Patrick, because I know you have, that the, pa- that the parents are dialed in here because people are pissed. Oh, yeah, they're active, absolutely. They're getting involved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I have parents that are in contact with me, teachers that are in contact with me. Um, you know, a lot of them are, are concerned about, you know, being outed as having concerns, but they're part of like a growing group of people uh, who uh, see what's being taught. And they know that it's not true when, you know, Desi had a survey. They, they, they surveyed all the schools, said, you know, are you teaching CRT or 1619? And I think that Desi is is trying to provide cover to districts and schools to basically say, well, you know, only one school in, or one district in the entire state, the Kansas City Public School District, is uh, teaching CRT. But that's it. That's not true. And I think a lot of teachers and a lot of parents on the ground realize this. And, and Desi as well, I, I think, needs to have a hard look at it because Desi should be protecting kids and protecting parents and protecting their interests. And I think that they're just trying to protect districts. Well, I, I, I would agree with you. And I think I might have the governor on tomorrow ask him that because I think that's an important point. Keep up the good fight, Patrick. I appreciate it. I know a lot of people do. Showmeinstitute.org.